Hello, and welcome to Device Week, a podcast from MedTech Insight. I'm senior reporter for Dos Al Farouk, also known as Danny. In the age of coronavirus, human factors professionals are doing their best to find their way through the pandemic by putting unique twists on usability testings to see what works and what doesn't in the new reality. Here to talk about that is our executive editor, Sean Schmidt. Thanks, Danny. Because human factor studies are traditionally close contact activities, an obvious no-no during a deadly pandemic, experts in the field have been forced to come up with creative solutions to keep the flow of new products moving, all the while keeping everyone involved in the process as safe as possible. For this story, I spoke with Molly Story, who's the global medadvisor for pharmaceutical and drug device combination product manufacturer Sanofi. Story, who was Sanofi's head of global usability engineering and risk management for more than six years before taking on her current role, she told me her company has had to make a lot of interesting changes to the way they conduct in-person summative testing of products. Now, at the risk of getting into the weeds a tad too much here, a summative human factors test is a type of validation that ensures user needs are met by a product. It's different from a formative test, which is a lightweight study, usually early on in the product's design process, before the more formal summative testing takes place. While these tests used to be performed at the company without much fanfare in the past, the coronavirus has changed all that. Now, plexiglass shields separate participant from expert, face masks are mandatory and social distancing is always observed, and testing rooms are vigorously cleaned. So there's no contact between the firm's human factors experts, also called moderators, and test participants. Did Sanofi create any policies around this? It did. In fact, Story said the company created what she called a complicated policy on carrying out human factors testing in the age of COVID-19 based on guidelines from the World Health Organization, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and even local authorities. With all of these precautions in place, she said Sanofi has completed three summative studies under COVID conditions and pulled off all three without any problems. That's interesting, and it's great that they're taking steps to keep people safe, but what about at-risk populations? They're not being used for these formative and summative tests, are they? No, absolutely not. In fact, Story told me that it would be unethical to test anyone who's immunocompromised. And Sanofi isn't the only one following this type of rule. Emergo by UL is doing the same. Andrea Dwyer, she's Associate Research Director for Human Factors Research and Design at the Boston-based consulting firm, she said at the RAPS Convergence 2020 meeting this past week that Emergo's Human Factors team has gone even a step further by placing moderators and participants in entirely separate rooms using technology to communicate. Okay, so what has been one of the bigger obstacles in all of this? Obviously, any measures taken to protect study moderators and participants are hurdles in of themselves. But is there anything that really stuck out as being a major hurdle for these tests? I understand what you mean. It's all difficult for sure. But one thing that Sanofi's Molly's story told me was that she feels like the tests aren't as strong when a participant's face is masked. She pointed out that human factors experts can, quote, read a lot in someone's face. Plus, Story said the masking makes it more difficult for the test moderator and participant to develop a rapport. 
Now, an important advantage to having moderators and participants in separate rooms, like Emergo is doing, is that face masks aren't necessarily an issue. Should the moderator need to see a participant's full facial expressions as they test products? Interesting. And what about positives? Has anything unexpected come out of these COVID-proof tests? Yes. A story told me that while the new COVID-19 measures her company put in place aren't ideal, they nevertheless produced what she called a surprising result. During Sanofi's recent summative tests, she said the need for social distancing and to make sure that everything the participants touched was clean meant there was no interaction, which actually made the participants more independent as they went through the test. And that, she said, made the test more realistic and made the participants take more responsibility for the experience. One question I have about all of this is, can any of these tests be done remotely? That seems a little safer alternative, right? Well, that's true. And in some cases, remote human factors testing has become a useful crutch during the pandemic. But remote testing has limitations. Stephen Wilcox, a longtime human factors expert at Philadelphia-based design science, told me that while remote testing can be effective with video or another type of communications component, it's not ideal because, for example, there are times when the person running the test has to hand things to the participant. He also pointed out that more complex devices tend to require demonstrations, training, and just pointing things out, which is hard to do remotely. But an even bigger hurdle to more widespread remote testing is the Food and Drug Administration. It's not particularly excited about the use of remote testing for summative validation tests. But while researching this piece, the agency, surprisingly, told me that it is open to the concept. And what did the agency say? I'm going to quote the FDA here. I was told, quote, Human factors testing depends on many factors related to the device, its use, and design. We are open to considering remote testing for validation testing that is supported by an adequate rationale and conducted via a protocol that is aligned with the principles of our guidance document, end quote. And the guidance that the agency is referring to there is its 2016 document called Applying Human Factors in Usability Engineering to Medical Devices. The FDA had a few other things to say about remote testing, but listeners can find that in my article, which is posted at medtechinsight.com. And I think we'll end things there. Your story is very in-depth, and it's a great read. Like you said, people should check it out now. They can find the story on our homepage. Its title is Human Factors Experts Forge Ahead with Tricky In-Person Studies in the Age of Coronavirus. That's right. Thanks, Danny. And listeners, you can find much more MedTech policy and regulatory news from around the world at MedTechInsight.com. And while you're online, follow us on Twitter at MedTech underscore Insight. For now, thanks for listening. <laughs>